This is Annie Gauss for Silicon Valley Beat. Well, it's a bloodbath over at Uber. Today, reports trickled in that the company has canned 20 people, including at least two senior executives, all in the aftermath of a harassment probe at the company. That investigation was led by a law firm that reviewed over 200 complaints about sexual harassment and other abuses at Uber. And to be clear, this is separate from another investigation led by Eric Holder, the former attorney general, who's leading a report into the company's overall culture. So in any case, they're cleaning house. And in addition to the 20 people fired, 31 employees are in, quote, counseling or training, and seven were warned about violations, all according to Bloomberg. This is part of a much bigger effort to right the ship after a whole bunch of scandals this year at Uber, ranging from the harassment issues to allegations that they're using tech stolen from Google to build their self-driving cars, among other things. We don't know exactly who was fired or exactly what the reasons were, although I wouldn't be surprised if we find out more details in the coming days or weeks on this. But of those 20 people who got the axe, the company is scrambling to get others to fill the void. And this week, they've made at least a couple of high-profile additions to their executive ranks. One is a new chief of brand, Bozema St. John, who up until recently was a top marketing exec at Apple. She's joining Uber with a tall order to help the company make over their not-so-great image. And another is Francis Frey, a Harvard Business School professor who is also joining the company to head up leadership and strategy. Now, CEO Travis Kalanick has faced a lot of criticism and questions this year on his leadership, and they are still looking for a COO, a role that they've been trying to fill for a few months. So Uber still has their work cut out for them. For one, we could be seeing the results of the second investigation into their culture soon. Stay tuned for more. Thanks for listening. This is Silicon Valley Beat. In addition to announcing a slew of new products, including the HomePod, their smart speaker coming in December, Apple is also launching a reality show. This is a first for Apple, and for any big tech company, at least as far as I've heard of anyway. This is a reality show called Planet of the Apps, yes, really, and it's similar in format to Shark Tank or other competition-based reality shows. This is a 10-episode series about what it takes to build an app, and it will be open for streaming on iTunes and the show's website starting this week. You can check it out yourself now, but it involves developers trying to get the interest of celebrity investors with an elevator pitch, actually an escalator pitch to be specific in this show. And then they scramble to make that idea come to fruition, certainly something that anyone who's tried to build a product can relate to. Have you watched it yet? If so, let me know what you think in a call-in. But why is Apple doing reality TV? Well, it's part of their bigger plans to kind of catch up in the original programming space. Amazon, Google, Twitch, and others have all built out original offerings to complement what they're doing, generally speaking, with streaming. But Apple has not done so yet with video. And apparently, they have other projects in the pipeline that include a documentary about Clive Davis, the famous music producer, and Sean Combs, formerly P. Diddy. 
It goes without saying that music is a really big focus for Apple, and it's also a big focus for their HomePod device, which is the, the newly announced smart speaker that's somewhere between a Google Home and a high-end speaker like Sonos. Now, the HomePod is more expensive, it's $350, bucks, but the sound quality is supposed to be way superior to other home assistants. Is there a market for this, though? Our listener, Christopher Robbins, thinks they could be looking at the long game. Here's what he has to say. So I know in regards to the HomePod, I probably myself would never uh, think to spend around over $300 on a home assistant when I would definitely love the Google Assistant. But the interesting thing you'll have to think about in the future is, one, I mean, most people who are adamant about Apple, that's not going to be a deterrent. And then if they also start using the HomePod to actually, or similar devices, to integrate with all their other devices, such as if I can come home, use my HomePod to turn on my Apple TV and browse the Internet with no ease while I'm walking around my living room, that's where they're really going to get people in, especially because Apple people love that convenience, that style, and that sleek. So it'll be interesting to see where they go in the future in regards to the HomePod. And since we were on the topic of apps and development and investment earlier, I got an interesting call in from Lex from the Daily Parenting by Lex station on this very topic. Silicon Valley may have the reputation for being the best place for technology and venture capital, but is it the only place? Here's Lex with the question. Hey Annie, how's it going? Um, Really appreciate your station. And I have a question. Uh, I'm working on an app and uh, soon to be released and I'm planning to um, start looking for investors um, after a couple hundred thousand downloads, which I'm hoping to get in a couple months if everything goes well. Um, But what do you think about Silicon Valley investors and the stage, how important it is to them, uh, the location of the startup? I am in Portland area, um, so I was just wondering your opinion. Um, Do they care? about you being specifically in Silicon Valley or around that area, or it doesn't really matter. Thanks. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for the call-in. This is a really great question and one that I've gotten before in the past. Now, I am not an investor myself, but I'll try my best to pass on some insights that I've gleaned from investors here in the Bay Area as of the past couple years. Now, as some background, it is true that SF and Silicon Valley are the places that have the highest concentration of venture capital anywhere. Geographically speaking, San Francisco accounts for a quarter of all VC activity in the U.S., and the San Jose area is another 14%. So yeah, a lot going on here in terms of investment. Second and third, by the way, are New York and Boston at about 9% each. So of course, the Bay is a good place to be if you're looking for capital. But at the same time, that does not mean it's necessarily the best place to operate a business. In fact, the high cost of living and the high cost of doing business here, everything from rents to engineer salaries, can be a really big challenge, obviously. And by the way, that's not in any way intended to discourage anyone. I'm just pointing out that depending on what your business is and what kind of resourcing you need now, it's completely valid and in many cases a really smart move to operate outside of this area. That said, it cannot hurt to have connections to where the money is. You mentioned that you're in Portland, so not really very far. If you do meet your user goals, you could look into something like an accelerator program. There are many programs that last a few months and they can 
can be good opportunities to make connections in the investment space. Or if you want to get creative, there's crowdfunding. Again, not an investor, but based on my observations, it's far from impossible to get funded if you're outside of San Francisco and Silicon Valley, as long as you're prepared to put the time and energy into making those connections, in addition to obviously getting your product to a good place to attract those investors. And if not, hey, there's always Planet of the Apps. Consider it. Hope that helps somewhat. Let me know how it goes. Thanks so much for listening. This is Annie for Silicon Valley Beats.